Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi, and you're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Jennifer Watson. Jennifer Watson is a TEDx speaker, and she's a motivational speaker. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me, Gigi. It is an honor, a blessing to be here and just connect with you and share some good information for your, your listeners. <laughs> Likewise, it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where are you from? Well, I currently live in the lovely state of Colorado, but I've lived a lot of places and I've lived a lot of amazing journeys And my grassroots are actually in athletics. I was a high performing athlete, all American at University of Wisconsin, Madison, and it took me down the road of getting really interested in wellness. And I ultimately became a physical therapist. And during my journey, which I know that we're going to get into a little bit today, I realized the power of physical health, but more importantly, mm -hmm. the need for mental, emotional, spiritual health as we all go through our journeys of different traumas, different hurdles in our life. And I started doing that work on my own journey and healing and helping others the same. I've had two brick and mortar practices, PT holistic practices. And what happened, God moved me into a space about five years ago to step out on a bigger impact, a bigger platform. And that's where I'm at right now, where I do a lot of speaking, a lot of coaching with high performers, a lot of business leaders that want to continue to create impact and use their story, their gifts, their influence as leaders to create a change. So I love to speak. I love to motivational speak. I love to create ability for leaders to tap into their wellness and again, their unique leadership to live the impact they're supposed to give to the world. So that's where I'm at in my life. I'm excited to be here and just share some of my journey and my tools I can give to your audience. I love it. Now, your company is called Jennifer Watson Leadership, and you provide a coaching program. Tell us a little bit more about your coaching program. Absolutely. So a lot of the people I draw on are a lot of women, but I also coach men as well. And as mentioned, I, I really draw on a lot of those ambitious, high-performing leaders that actually are feeling a little bit off track or overwhelmed, exhausted, unsure how to connect the dots, where they really ultimately wanted to create impact. And especially in the last couple of years, Gigi, we know this, a lot of lead leaders, even seasoned leaders that I work with, have struggled with getting back on where their vision and focus and purpose is at and pulling in a team that really wants to be a part of their vision and mission and do it with ease and flow, without anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, and fear of the unknown. I've been able to work with one-on-one -on -one leaders and entrepreneurs and their teams to move them into a space of powerfully influence again, getting back into their purpose in leading productivity, communication, and ultimately sales, because we need money to create impact even further. We love money. So we allow these leaders to really platform that in the way that we coach. So we have the one-on-one -on -one to team, and we also do a lot of group coaching for entrepreneurs that just want to mastermind together. So those are the three entities that I use to really help leaders become more powerful. Masterminds, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and one-on-one -on -one to their teams. I love all of it. I love facilitating leadership, but facilitating their story which I know you're so into too, because I find when leaders are really authentic and vulnerable with their past story and bringing it to the present and how it's given them tools to be more impactful now, their team explodes. They have a connection, communication with their team that's profound. So we can pull on your story, pull on your leadership, pull on your wellness, create that mental edge. Gosh, you leaders become rock stars. You become the influencers and you become un stoppable in your area of impact. 
Absolutely. And I, I remember when you shared a video with me in regards to one of the videos that you that you do in regards to folk stories, and it's so powerful. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this today, I highly recommend going to Jennifer's website. That's jenniferwatsonleadership.com and check out some of her, her videos on there as well. So powerful. Mm. Now, now, Jennifer, talk to us a little bit more about your experience with depression. Yeah. So, you know, it's really interesting, Gigi. I've interviewed, I, I have a podcast and I've interviewed a lot of high performers, just these amazing thought leaders. And people are really surprised that a lot of these people that have, quote, succeeded what we consider success in this life and have really struggled with severe debilitating depression. And I have to say, I was one of those people. And for years, for years, starting at a very young age as a teenager, I was very successful. I was a high performing athlete. So right away, I was in the public eye in that pressure to perform. And from a very young age, I started feeling that need to be performing, to be acknowledged, to be loved, to be seen. So I started creating this dysfunctional relationship with success and just being me, being known for me. And thus began my journey in depression. And I didn't even know what it was at that age. And as I started down that road and got more into being successful, it reached a peak in college where it became so debilitating. I felt like it was really affecting my studies my intimate relationships, my personal relationships, even my track performance. And at the end of college is when I had that kind of what I call this come to Jesus moment where I had to step back and go, wait a minute, I'm not in a good headspace. I was at this point, Gigi, where I literally was on the kitchen floor. That seems to be where it always happens, that or the bathroom, right? And I literally was planning and thinking about when I would take my life, that it should be around tax season, so it'd be easier on my family. And that's when I stepped back and go, this is a really sick brain. This is a, this is not what God wants. He wants us to all thrive and grow and create impact with our unique gifts. And I knew that wasn't normal. And that's when I had to step back and go, there has to be a way, there has to be an equation. There has to be an, a journey for me to get out of this mess because I know I was meant for more. So I got rid of the vodka, which I was drinking quite heavily at that time to medicate my pain. And I started, you know, praying and, and asking for people to be sent to me, people, places and opportunities to help heal my brain. And that began my journey toward wellness, in particular mental wellness. And I hit it from all sides, GG, from nutrition to meditation, to prayer, to coaching, to counseling, to changing my environment and the people that I was surrounding myself with, to dealing with past wounds and other core beliefs I had and family dynamics. And I hit it hard. And everyone, I'm going to tell you right now, is it hard work? Yes. Is it worth it? Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Even more. Because when I got through that journey, I not only realized I had the power through God to heal myself, but I had all these now new tools and empathy on top of it that I could give to other people that I realized were struggling with it. Other high performers, I was like, oh my gosh, you struggle with it too. You know, depression doesn't isolate to a specific demographic everyone. And when I realized that, and I realized that wellness was mind, body, and soul, it began my journey toward healing. So now I get to be here and share my story and share my tools that might be able to help you even sooner than it helped me and empower you with tools that can absolutely change your life. You have the tools to do it. And Gigi, I will say this out of 
I've had a lot of quote successes in my life, but when people interview me, the thing I always say, I am feel the most grateful. And I am so excited that I succeeded in this the most in my life is healing my brain, is allowing myself to see hope that gave me then tools and actions to move into a space that I could actually be impactful again, that I could be a light for my own darkness. So I encourage all of you, if you're you're in that space, reach out to me, reach out to Gigi. There, there is hope, there's tools, there's equations that allow you to move into a space of healing and thriving again. <laughs> That's right. And thriving. Yes. So important. Now, you raise a great point in regards to suicide, and, and I'm so glad that you're still with us, Jennifer. And on that topic, we see what happened here with, with Miss USA, and my, my condolences to, to her family as well. It's such a, a tragic incident that, that took place. And what are your thoughts on, on that? You know, I, I, I will say this, you know, mental wellness, the platform has improved in in getting people more aware of it. I mean, but I will say we have a long ways to go, Gigi, because the stigma is still there. There's still a lot in the dark. And, and when I hear stories like hers, right away, my first response is, what could we have done differently? And when I say we, I mean the global collective. I'm not pointing fingers at friends that missed it, at colleagues, parents, or people that were just watching her and her journey. I do believe that that more people struggle than we realize. And when we see stuff like this, the tragedy of someone taking their own life, you guys, it is a tragedy. I truly believe it's our opportunity to step back and go, what could we have done different, not only in her situation, but how can we take that into other people's situations? A lot of times, let me be very clear, everyone, you know, the, the symptoms, subtle, I'll say symptoms prior to someone taking their own life are very subtle. They're not necessarily going to be out there overt. They, they often are feeling shame and guilt from having these feelings. So they're pulling in within more and more. So we want to be aware of, of subtle behavior changes, not just big behavior changes. We really want to invest in people. We are so busy just, you know, living our life, thinking about the next thing we want to do to be successful. And we're not taking care of the own people that are in our world. So when I hear what happened, it's not only devastating, but I take a deep breath and go, how can I change the mental wellness platform? How can I continue to create knowledge for people to not only see subtle signs of people hurting, but also give them tools to help support these people? Because there's so many things out there. And I hope that this story among many, because I've worked with so many people that have had tragedy like this hit them. I've worked with military and PTSD. Suicide is very high rate up there as well. Sexual assault, very high rate there. And we really need this opportunity to give them tools and continue to give knowledge in places like this, in summits and events. Because when we have knowledge, we have power to help someone to be aware and then give them the tools if they can't help themselves. Because when they're in that point of wanting to take their life, you guys, they do need us. They need us to come in and support in a very beautiful, gentle, loving way. So that's kind of a long answer to your question, but my heart breaks for her family. And again, I go to how can we ask a powerful question? What can we do different? How can we support people like her? How can we learn from this so we can make sure that people aren't doing this? Gigi, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, suicide rate has skyrocketed and we continue to ignore 
tools that are out there and we're in America. We have more tools and, and access than most other countries have to creating good health, including mental health. So it starts with conversations like this. It starts with giving people the tools. It starts with giving them the opportunity that it's okay to talk about mental health. It's no different than breaking your arm, Gigi. It's, it's not physical. We can't see it, but it is physical. It's in our brain and our gut. I do a lot of work with gut brain access and heart work that really helps optimize brain integrity and creating better choices. But until we understand it is physical, we just can't physically see it. It is just a struggle. It doesn't make you more or less than someone else. It makes you have a thing that you're struggling with and let's do something about it. That's all it has to be. And when we can, when we can really focus on that versus putting into a stigma like, oh, she has or he has mental health issues, you know, that's where the problem lies. And when we get that out of that stigma and move into a space of something just happened that's horrible, what can we take from this and give the right tools so it doesn't happen again? We have an awesome opportunity to create a change for those out there that also want to take their life, that we can save a life with conversations like this. Absolutely. And while we're on the topic of a suicide, we actually have a listener who chimed in here and says, I don't, I do not want to be around anymore. Jennifer, what would you tell that person? You know, thank you for first and foremost, for coming on and being vulnerable with that. You know, I, I'm going to encourage you just right there, listener. I don't know what your name is, but I want you to know just by doing what you did is a shift in the right direction. And what I mean is that you have stepped out of this pain out of the closet of your own pain and stepped into the light to share with us, that right there starts a domino effect. I see this all the time, you guys. The first step with people that are feeling these feelings is tell at least one person that you trust. One person. You guys, it doesn't have to be you know, hundreds of people. It starts with one person. And that's what I started with, you guys. I didn't want to be around either. And I remember when I told just one person, it was a family member, the emotion, the pain started settling a little bit. I started getting recommendations from people I trusted and the domino effect began. So I don't want to be around anymore. I, I, I hear you. I want you to know that first. I, I hear you. I feel you. I've been there. I see you. And know that I think you are the most courageous person out there. And I mean that, that you're still making your bed in eating and hopping on this show and doing things day in, day out, even with this pain. You are a rock star. Please believe that you are. Some of the greatest people who have depression, suicidal ideation are absolutely warriors and know that. And second, you've done the first step that I encourage everybody to do to step out of that darkness of shame, guilt, fear, whatever you're feeling in telling us. I'm telling you, when you get off this 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 radio show today, you're going to already start feeling a shift, a little bit of lighter load. You'll get someone that comes to you. I believe that God gives us people when we step out in courage with our pain. And you just did that, listener. So if you want to connect with Gigi or I on other tools, because I would want to know more about your story before I would give out tools that'd be a little bit more profound for you. But this is the first step. This is what I would tell anyone is just coming on like you did to get it out of the darkness. Because right there, you're going to start feeling it calm down a little bit. I'm not saying a lot. And, and there will be more opportunities when you're in a calmer state 
creative ideas to come to you of other people to share with who will then give you other ideas and tools and the masterminding starts happening. And guess what? You got drawn here to our conversation today. That wasn't a coincidence. I want you to know that. That was not a coincidence. When you step out in faith and share your story, which you just did, we just received it. And we're two experts on this now. We have tools that can help you. So reach out to me. I know Gigi has my contact information, but I would love to hear a little bit more about your story. But know you've already started the domino by coming on today. Absolutely. And remember, you're not alone, Jigaman420. We cannot see your name right now, which is fine. But we want to remind you that you're not alone and to not never give up and, and to hold on to faith, hold on to God. You're not alone and we stand with you. And thank you for listening in today. Yes. Jigaman420 says thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Now, now, Jennifer, you are also a sexual assault survivor and advocate. Tell us a little bit more about your experience. Yeah. surviving sexual assault. Absolutely. So I was in college. I was a freshman in college and I was 18 and um, I grew up in um, a beautiful family, very conservative family. I, I, I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about just relationships, intimate relationships. Um, I was still a virgin at the time. So I say this because I, I feel like that was part of my ignorance of knowing is this right or wrong going into what happened in the situation? And I got sick. I got a sore throat, cold. Um, they thought it was strep. So um, I was sent to one of our college doctors that we had on campus, the student campus. And I remember going into the room and he went in by himself as a gentleman. He went in by himself. And usually I was always in rooms if they were going to do an exam with a nurse, a female nurse to be there and be present. And I had always known that. And he started the assessment without her in the room. And what happened as I was laying there, I was there again for a cold. Um, he actually penetrated me with his fingers through my anus and he stayed there for quite some time. And I asked him, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Cause I was like, is this normal? Like I was kind of shutting down. I'll be honest, Gigi. I, I was like, is this normal? Is this not that whole shutdown that happens when you're feeling significant fear, like a fight or flight or freeze often happens. Everyone, a lot of people side note, wonder why a person doesn't always fight back or a woman or a man does not fight back often when they're feeling severe, severe fight or flight or severe freeze or severe case of possible dying <laughs> because you feel like you're being overtaken, you can freeze. And that's what happened to me. I asked what he was doing. He said, Oh, this is normal. And then he stayed there for, I'm like, this can't be normal. And then the door started opening. He removed his fingers very quickly. And then the nurse came in and was very surprised that he had started the exam. I could tell by her face. And, and she's like, oh, you've already done your assessment. I thought you were waiting for me. And then he brushed it off and then walked out of the room. And so he knew I'd been, he had been caught. But I was 18. I was in shock. I didn't tell anyone at first. I told my mother later, but I thought, of course, what did I do wrong? Did I not be clear on what my problem was, right? The same stuff that we go through when we have been assaulted of some sort. We freeze. We we, we blame ourselves. I went through all that. I, I didn't know if that wasn't or I wasn't sick a lot. And then when I started coming out after my freeze and sharing with my family and found out, no, it was not, no, it was not normal, is when I felt absolutely just terrified of men in general, but also terrified of myself that I didn't step up, 
that shame that comes in. And I withdrew for many, many years and it really influenced many of my intimate relationships really in college and later because of my fear. And I knew that subconscious fear that was happening from that incident. And by the way, you guys, it doesn't always have to happen like that. There can be other ways of um, being assaulted, whether it be verbally, you know, when you're feeling attacked and you freeze. So this is just one example of sexual assault where I did the common thing. I froze and then I questioned myself and if I deserved it, it and this is very common. And I'm gonna encourage all of you that have been through sexual assault to just like with depression, the first step is to talk to someone about it. If, if you feel you've been assaulted, you have. I guarantee you that's your intuition saying something. And it's very easy to pull back in and shame and guilt because of what happened. You know, again, I was so young, but once I took the step, you guys, it took me a little bit of time. I, I was trying to, you know, digest what just happened to me. I was in shock. I literally was in shock. So the first step for me was finally sharing it with the first person was my mother, but I didn't share anything with when I went home that day with, I just felt so in shock and also in shame that came quickly and all the other emotions that came after. But what I would encourage all of you, what I learned from that is I needed to chat with someone right away. I needed to explain what was happening, not only so he was held, <laughs> obviously liable for what had happened, but also for me to process my pain. Because as we all know, everyone, whether it's depression, sexual assault, or other things that we've, we've maybe had trauma in that turns into, quote, shame, shame stalls us. It pulls us back in the closet for years, and it creates dysfunction not only in our health, our mind health, our body health, our spiritual health, but it affects every area of our life, right? Our family, our friends, our money, and it did. You guys, it, I held on to that and I didn't realize how much I did until I started healing and I talked to one person and the domino effect continued where I started shifting. But it was very traumatic. And all of you that have been through it, like me, or feel that there has been some type of sexual assault, please give grace to yourself first and know that you've been through something traumatic. Getting a professional involved is important, but also reaching out having that courage to reach out to someone right away when you feel something, a boundary has been crossed. That's another thing we, we fail to do quickly, Gigi, is not say something right away. So someone's held liable, but then our healing can happen. We pull it in so much and it affects again, so many areas of our life for years to come. So I encourage all of you. And again, I did something similar to what I did with my depression is I stepped out in courage to tell someone of what happened and thus began my journey toward finding out ways to not only heal myself, but hold him liable for what he did and give other women hope that it won't happen to them. Because when you stay in the closet, you also thwart other women from actually having to experience this, right? We want to give a voice to the ones that have had and been through this experience. So those that can learn from us can step in truth and maybe obviously not have something like this happen. We want to see the survival rate go down as far as being preventative, you guys. We share our stories because we want you not to have shame about it. We also share our stories so we can give you tools to not be a victim of this, that we can step up together and make sure things like this aren't happening. And if they do, that you can have a safe platform to move into with us to give you tools to move it forward and know that you're a beautiful person no matter what. <laughs> Amen. And as a sexual assault survivor myself, my heart truly goes out to you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Yes, ma'am. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Yeah. You know, that is such a powerful question. And it's something that I work with, with a lot of my clients is getting back to their purpose because many of my leaders that I work with, that's exactly why they're struggling and their impact in their business is they lost their purpose. After the last two years, they questioned their purpose, Gigi. They, they've questioned their vision, their mission. Like, what is my unique purpose? Why am I here? And guess what? Everyone that's listening, it's okay if you've questioned that. Even all my high performers out there that are doing their thing and creating impact, honored that you've had that. We've all had that in the last two years, okay? So I'm going to encourage all of you that are unsure what your purpose is. That's okay. Just know it's coming. What I will say about purpose, first and foremost, it's really important to get super clear on what that is. And again, if you don't know what it is, that's okay. This is where I start with everyone. Get super clear on what your purpose is. And the purpose is this. Write down with a pen and paper, okay, who am I? Who am I? What are my morals? What are my values? I'm not talking about your successes, the things you've done this life that are good. I'm talking about what are your do or dies? What, what will you always stay or desire to stay in integrity with? And when you write that down, who am I? What are my morals? What are my values? Then guess what happens? The creative zone in your brain starts optimizing things that it really desires, things that it wants to create with you. Each of us have a unique gift that we're supposed to give to the world, a unique purpose, a unique calling. So when you start with that journaling, you guys, it's going to activate your brain to start bringing ideas of what your purpose is and then start writing that down. You're going to get a lot of ideas down and then you get really congruent with that purpose. Once you're clear on that purpose, now you want to be congruent. What I mean by congruent, you're staying integrity with it. Again, you're do or die. Whatever your purpose is, you're setting yourself up for success to stay in that purpose. You're drawing in the right people, the right places, the right things. You're saying no to the rest. You guys, the longer I live deeper in my purpose, 75% of the things I say anymore are no's to things in people and places in 25% to yeses because I create boundaries around this purpose. That's so important to me. I protect it. And you guys, you each unique have one. And you want to get clear on it first, then stay congruent integrity with people, places, things to stay aligned with your purpose. Why is purpose so important? It's one of the five basic needs, excuse me, seven basic needs of human beings, Gigi, is we want to be loved. We want to have community. There's several things. We need food. We need water, all this other stuff. But one of our other basic needs is using our gifts to serve the world. That's our purpose. So get clear on that, you guys. It is a basic human need. When you're anchored in that and you stay congruent and make choices only in alignment with that purpose, oh, watch the magic happen. People, places, God, creator starts saying, thank you for believing and stepping in faith in your purpose and being integrity. People, places, things start getting downloaded to you, start being brought to you, you guys. Trust me, I see this all the time. It is truly that easy. When you're aligned in your purpose, the momentum you have in your life, the decisiveness, the assuredness, the willing to take leaps when you need to take leaps, the ability to influence your team at greater levels because they see your integrity and how sure you are about your purpose. People love integrity. They love people staying in integrity. They're drawn to that. Why? It's higher frequency. Okay. No matter if they are all about your vision or not, they're drawn to that. 
That's the natural way to influence when they're like, oh my gosh, Gigi, her purpose is so powerful. Everybody knows that on the show. And I can feel it from her, that energy. And it doesn't even matter if it's not my purpose. I want to be around her because her purpose is so emanating. It's so powerful because she's so clear. She's so congruent. She makes only decisions aligned with that purpose. And by the way, we're human. You guys, we're going to step out of that purpose sometimes. What I'm saying is when you put it out there and have people hold you accountable and only say yes to things that fan that purpose, you become unstoppable as a leader and influencer. All the systems, all the teams you want to communicate with, all the impact you want to make in your business and make money and all this other stuff, guess what, is icing on the cake. When you get your purpose and stay in it, everything else, profits, prosperity, communication, impact gets easy, you guys. Every day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> Amen. And so important to stand in your no. I had someone ask me the other day, how do you have time for everything that you're doing? And yeah. well, I don't say yes to everything. Right. Stop saying yes to everything. Right. Right. And I would say that too. I, I don't say yes, you guys, high performers. And again, I've interviewed a lot of people like Gigi and we look at like, I call it the top 10 things that high performers do. And by the way, you guys were human. We fall in and out too. Okay. We give ourselves grace and pull ourselves back in. But one of the things, top 10 things is saying no more than yes. But I will say this, everyone, even when you say no more than yes, you're going to have days that are a little bit busier. But when you are in your purpose, gee, I know you agree. It feels so easy. Like I have the energy for it. When I'm doing my taxes and other things I don't like to do, you talk about draining me. Of course it drains me. But when I'm aligned in my purpose and I'm literally living it out, all these things are like my playground. It doesn't even feel like work to me. So not only everyone are you going to say no more to things when you're so dialed in, like, no, 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 no. But you're also the busy days. You'd be like, oh my gosh, it feels like playground. I was so busy yesterday and people were like, oh, are you tired? I'm like, I'm actually not. <laughs> I had interviews. I had coaching clients. I, I, I did all this stuff, but I felt so giddy. I was making up a new program for my leadership teams. And I love it because it's my purpose. I want to help leaders be better leaders. I want to help leaders influence in their unique purpose with ease and flow and freedom, you guys. And, and that's my purpose. And when you're in that, the energy is there. But you need to, you do need to say no. You need to create boundaries, you guys. And I always say, I don't make a to-do list. I make an energy list of what I know I can handle that day and what takes more energy and less energy and what really feeds me and gets me going and things that don't. And I learned to either delegate or use this for different times. There's a lot of different physiology around that, everyone. And even with women in our cycles, there's different times of month that we're going to be more productive. I work with a lot of women and we make their schedule around their cycle you guys. So that's real. So there's a lot of entities to this, but I will agree with Gigi. The number one, you will find the more you get congruent with your purpose and stay in it, you're going to say no a heck of a lot more than you ever say yes. And that is a power tool, my friend. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Very powerful. And you're such a powerhouse. Now, Jennifer, where can the audience find you? Yeah. So I'm the most active on Instagram at the Jennifer Watson. I answer all my own DMs. So if you guys want support or have additional questions for me, don't hesitate to DM me there. I'm also very active on LinkedIn at Jennifer Watson Leadership. And of course, if any of you want to look at my programs that I'm currently have that I'm updating, definitely visit my website at JenniferWatsonLeadership.com. I want to hear from all of you. I want to hear how I can support you more because we're all in this together. And I want to see you guys live the impact and purpose that you were created for, and we can do it together. 
<laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Jennifer at jenniferwatsonleadership.com and all of her social media platforms as well. And Jennifer, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Thank you. You're welcome.